Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Black Stories podcast hosted by the Neil Marshall Black Culture Center at Indiana University. This episode is a special edition of Black Stories as we celebrate International Women's Day and honor the work of some amazing Black women in the city of Bloomington. Today we have with us Beverly Callender Anderson, Shatoya Moss, and Nicole Bolden as they discuss the work that they've done in the city as well as some ways that Black students and folks on campus can get involved in city activities. We're so excited to have them with us today. So today's episode for the Black Stories podcast, we are speaking to who I have begun to affectionately refer to as the city girls. Um, They are the Black women who work in City Hall here in Bloomington, Indiana. And I'm really excited about the conversation that we're going to have today about what they do and also just about Black women in these types of spaces in in particular. So um, we're going to get right into it. So I have with me uh, Beverly Callender Anderson, Shatoya Moss, and Nicole Bolden, all of whom are, um, I would say, the uh, cream of the crop of Black Bloomington. I'm going to come up with something a little fancier to refer to y'all as later because I have all these these big big phrases that I want to use. I had city girls and I had the the cream of the crop of Black Bloomington, Black Bloomington royalty, just all these different things. Um, But we're going to get into this conversation and to give our audience um, some background, can each of you just kind of tell us who you are? Um, Beverly, we'll start with you, the OG of the group. Um, (laughs) Can you (laughs) tell us a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, where you're from, how you got to Bloomington, how you got into the position that that you're in? Yeah. So Beverly Callender Anderson, I am originally from Chicago. Well, I was raised in Chicago. I was born in Arkansas, but I was pretty much raised in Chicago. And I came to Bloomington a little over 20 years ago, probably about 22 years ago, um, as a trailing spouse. My husband was a district superintendent with the United Methodist Church. Um, When he passed away in 02, I made a decision to stay in Bloomington um, just because I really like this town. And one of the things that uh, prompted my decision was knowing that you could pretty much come up with an idea, grab another person, call yourself a committee and do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, Committees pop up and people put on programs, they have projects and initiatives and, and it was really an easy town to become engaged in. When I first came here, I I started out working with Stonebelt, ultimately went to United Way and Girl Scouts, and uh, now have been with the city for about 15 years. Um, And so in that time, and especially in the nonprofit world, just watching people, you know, decide, oh, we want a multicultural festival. Okay, let's go grab somebody. We're going to have a multicultural festival, or we're going to have a soul food picnic, or we're going to have whatever it was. Um, People just were able to do that. And I didn't have that sense of, I had a sense of community in Chicago, but it was different. And so this was a a different sort of sense of community. Um, I was appointed to the position of Safe and Civil City Director 
um, the position that Shatoya now holds by under the under the administration of Mark Ruzan, um, and then also and his administration became director of the Community and Family Resources Department nine years later. I uh, have loved every minute actually of my of my work as Safe and Civil City Director, also with, as the director of the department, but um, it, it was just one of those jobs that seemed to fit my personality and my passion and my mission in life. Um, so yeah, that's just a little about me. Thank you. It's funny that you said about the committee, you wanna do something, just go grab somebody. And I'm thinking back to like how people have just been like, hey, I wanna do this, can you help me? And yeah it like comes together. So it's, it's a lot of kind of freedom to move in that way and bloom. Mm -hmm. That um, you don't see in a lot of other, other places. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. What about you, Nicole? Okay, uh, Nicole Bolden. I was born and raised in Iowa City, Iowa. And um, <clears throat> let's see, my mother moved to Bloomington Indiana right as she was finishing up law school and um, she met my dad uh, Frank Motley here and she moved to Indiana and gradually everybody in the family kind of shifted over a couple states and moved to Indiana so my sister's up in Fishers now and I moved to Bloomington and went to school here and this is where I met my former partner and we both went to school here and left for a while lived in Georgia and in Texas. And when the time came to uh, figure out where we wanted to raise our girls, I said I wanted to come back to Bloomington so that we could be closer to our family. And um, this is where we came. And it felt like home. So we came back and I started working and I decided to return to school and finish my undergraduate degree. And then I decided to go to law school. And after I finished law school, I didn't know what to do next. And I started working for the city and it was really meant to be just a stopgap just for a little while. And I discovered that I loved it. And I discovered that I could help people and there was an immediacy to helping people through the clerk's office. It wasn't just, um, it was a way of working in government that I had never experienced before. Mm -hmm. There was a sense of people would call and say, there's a pothole in my street, can you fix it? And I figured out that you could make a couple of phone calls and within a week, sometimes less, that would be filled. And I had never seen that before. And I'd never seen that in government before. Um, I don't want to sound like Pollyanna. There are bigger problems, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> that cannot be fixed with a couple of phone calls. But um, it, it was it was fascinating to me, and 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 I um, I had never considered working in government before. It, it was kind of like ah, you know, government. Why would I want to do that? But that was the start of something bigger. And, and I, I got a chance to really work with people who, who cared about their community in a way that I had never seen. And I got a chance to really see the way that you could work in a different way and have a direct impact. And it's not the same as it is. You, you look at people when they talk about the presidency and people pay so much attention to who's running for president and who's running for the United States Senator. And they don't look at the impact the direct impact of city government and how much it impacts your day-to-day -day life. And it's not 
it's not sexy at all. It's not glamorous, <laughs> but it is so important. And um, I grew to love it. So when the opportunity arose to run for city clerk back in 2015, I, I did it. And I was scared because... I'm not, I'm not a public person. I, I, I do not like talking about myself. I do not like talking about my family or my friends. And I, I didn't want to do it, but I did. And then I did it again in 2019. <laughs> and, um, and it's been very difficult, but I do love the, I do love the work that we do. And I do love the people that I work with because they are really amazing people and they care about the things that they do. And I get to work with people like Beverly and I get to work with Shatoya and I used to work with Doris Sims and all the people around City Hall who come in every day and they do the work and they try and help the community. That is, that is everything. So that's I, what I do. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And I do want to um, mention Doris Sims who recently retired, right? Um, that's correct. So yeah. she is also another pillar pillar of this community so we send our love and, and thoughts to her and her family um and still you know I'm sure even when we see Doris out and about she is still going to be um a city girl um <laughs> so definitely want want to want to mention her um so Toya what about you? Toya Moss I am currently the safe and civil city director for the city of Bloomington um I'm originally from Hopkinsville Kentucky but I grew up in Indianapolis in 2008, I graduated high school and I was accepted to Indiana University Bloomington. But by the time I accepted my acceptance, um, capacity had been met. So the rule of thumb is as a freshman, you have to live on campus, but there was no more rooms left. Um, so in the meantime, I attended IU East for my freshman year and I didn't like it. Uh, if you've never been <laughs> to IU East, it is a very small campus. It's four buildings in comparison to uh, the Bloomington campus, but it was very siloed. I literally just went home, worked and went to class, did it so much on Nadine's list that first year, had nothing else to do. Um, so in 2009, I transferred to Bloomington and I was just taken away, mostly by all the people and the little bit more diversity that I saw when I was not at IU East and I immediately got involved in on-campus activities I graduated in 2013 and I transitioned into working for nonprofit. I come from a really large family. I'm the oldest of six. Um, so I've always been around youth and that's where my passion lies is working with youth and doing programming and implementation of programs. And I work for a local nonprofit here um, in Bloomington, Girls Inc. And I worked with them for about four years. So in that time I got to meet families and parents and learn about different situations. And if it wasn't me uh, working with them on sports initiatives or education initiatives, it was making sure they had food in their home or you know clean clothes because we had a washer and dryer there. Um, we had some girls of color who were in adoptive situations where their parents did not do their hair. So that's kind of why I was getting my bearings of being more of a community servant just outside of my role, which made it perfect to my transition to the city where I can have a larger impact, even if it is just impacting one person. And I agree with Nicole and Beverly. This is a community place where I just go ask or, you know, it only takes a few Google clicks to say, okay, how do I do this? Or who is doing this? And how can we collaborate? How can we figure out how to make this work? And I really enjoy that. Like Bloomington has become my home. Again, I came here in 2009 and I am not Absolutely. Thank you. And I've been fortunate enough to 
be on the I guess benefiting end of collaborations with Shatoya and her team just recently with Black History Month, which was amazing. Definitely a time to take a break, <laughs> take a break. But um, somebody asked me, so how long will the No Marshall be closed um, after Black History Month? I was like, well, you know, we don't have that option. But um, it was it was definitely a, a very full month, despite uh, despite our limitations and what we could do and gather and those types of things. But anyway, kudos to you, Shatoya. Um, Thank you for all your help and hard work. Our, our theme was fitting. The show goes on. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> quite fitting. It really was. It really was. <laughs> Literally, yes. The next question I have for y'all, and you can you can take it any direction you want to go, and we can start with whomever is is. Um, whoever wants to start with this, but what should Black folks know about City Hall? And I know that's wide open, but um, I come with this question, a little context, because obviously I work with students and this is hopefully a, a podcast. It's, it's for the community, but we definitely want Black students in particular to take a listen to the folks that we're talking to. Um, and we'll talk about town and gown later, but um, a lot of people, not just students, but community community people too may not really know like, okay, city hall, that's, people think government, they think, you know, voting, they think um, city council, like, you know, there's certain things that come, that come to mind. But um, for you as black women who are working, um, who, who are working in city hall, um, I just kind of want to know like what you, what could, what can you tell the people about what, what you do in City Hall and about as a collective, like what happens in this this building downtown that people see people going in and out of? What are some misconceptions, some myths maybe that you want to debunk about people who work with the city um, <laughs> and that sort of thing? So either of you can take that in whatever direction you want to go in. Yeah, I think I will go back to one of the things Nicole said about how local politics are so important. And, and hopefully the people who are listening have elected um, the elected leaders, our city council, our city clerk, our mayor, all of those folks are elected and all of our salaries are paid out of taxpayer dollars. And so we are public servants. We are there to serve the public. And that's not just the white public. That's not just the upper middle class public. That's all of the public. And I think that a lot of times people, and, and especially because Bloomington is so transient. So depending on what your experience with local government is, wherever you have come from, you bring that to Bloomington. And I think that this city hall, having come from Chicago and like Nicole, never worked in government before and never had any desire to work in government. Um, but I think that what I found in Bloomington is that it's not government as usual, the way, the way I've seen it in Chicago or Louisville or Jeffersonville. Like you need an appointment with the mayor, he has office hours where you can come in and you can talk to him about whatever it is, you got 15 minutes, you, you just put it out there. Um, we are, you know, especially pre-pandemic, are all pretty accessible for anybody to make an appointment with or come in and talk to, you got an issue. And, 
and and so I think that that's something that people don't understand. Also, there are so many ways that you can be involved and engaged in city government through boards and commissions, or yeah, I mean, you know, or just attending meetings, attending city council meetings or committee meetings. And so I think um, I would want people to know that this is their city hall, that city hall is theirs. This is their house. You know, we talk about the White House being the people's house, but, you know, this is the Bloomington's people's house, um, city hall is. And so I, th I would like to see people get more comfortable with that. Um, and, and become engaged with it, whether it's through attending meetings or serving on boards and committees. And, and there, Nicole can tell you better, but I think 34, 36 commissions and boards that, yeah, that, that pretty much cover any gamut from animal control and, and, and bicycles to, I don't know what's down in Z, but um, you know, all the other things that, that people are interested in, sidewalks and um, whatever the end of the alphabet is. So um, yeah, I just want people to, to know that this is a place where they belong, you know, and to feel like they belong. And even to the point of applying for positions, when positions become open, don't think that City Hall is, is not a place to succeed. It's, it's overwhelmingly white right now, but you know, it doesn't have to be. So, um, what Beverly said. He's <laughs> 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 right. Um, it's very important for community members to know that their voice has power here, and what they say and what their needs are really informs what we do. Um, I would say one of the biggest misconceptions, and this is for me personally, Nicole and Beverly may also experience this, but I am a source of information, but not all information. Mm. I think people see me like, oh, you work at the city. Here go a parking ticket. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can help you by going, you know, getting to the bloomington.gov website and show you where you need to go. But uh, I just, I've gotten used to it. People come up and say the most random thing to me and I'm like I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> but I don't know what you're talking about um, but yeah I, I would like to really see especially the naysayers and those that get on Facebook really get involved because it does only take a second you know to pop into a meeting or just to read the minutes um, mm -hmm. and I think those are the those are the people in the gaps that we're missing because I can only be informed by those who are coming you know and telling me and taking the surveys and showing up to the events and we would like to see more community involvement because like Beverly said, we don't just serve black and brown. We, we serve in youth, elderly, women, men, everything in between, everything outside. And we just really want to make sure that we're doing our jobs efficiently. But, you know, it's a it's a two way conversation. Yes, we're here in this building, but you are the community and we need to make sure that we're having this conversation, this dialogue. Sure. So you can't take your so ticket. Nicole, you better check with Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> that that is unfortunately true. Um, <laughs> I am a source of resources. Okay, it may, I work in the community and then. <laughs> hey, that's it. Community. Yes. <laughs> it, it is true. If you get parking tickets, you can appeal them in my office. That is not a promise that they will get dismissed in my office, but. I would say I agree with everything that Beverly said. I would absolutely agree with everything that Shatoya said. I would like to say one thing in particular. 
to all the students who might happen to listen to this podcast. And it is so very important. And I, I just, I cannot stress this enough. You live here in Bloomington during your time in school. You are part of this community, which means you can register to vote here in this community. It also means you can run for office while you are here in this community. You can run for city council while you're here in this community. You can run for mayor while you are here in this community. You can, although please do not, run for city clerk <laughs> while you are here in this community. <laughs> we have city council members who were elected with as few as, as with less than 200 votes. We have city council members who are elected with about 2,200, 2,400 votes. Um, the last time we had a full election with everybody on the ballot, the highest vote getter at that time in the general election had less than um, 65, 6,600 votes. Not that hard. You can get elected to city office. I'm pretty sure you know a few people who might vote for you, right? So you can be a part of this community in a way that is significant. And really, why wouldn't you want to be? You can be making decisions about the future of this community that not only last during the time that you're here, but can be felt for decades to come. And I mean, decades, mm. really. This is our future. This is where we live, right? So that's what you should know about City Hall. It's not just here for the moment. This is part of who we are. This is part of Bloomington. You're not just here for four years. And that's something that students have to think about. And we are here to help. We are here to be a part of it. I've had students who were not sure about whether or not they were coming to Bloomington or not. I've had parents who called me. Yeah, come on up. I really don't mind showing you around Bloomington. I'll take you out for coffee. That's what we're here for. I've had staff members who I've seen going out and buying bagels for people that they've just met. Um, why not? That's what we're here for. Um, we want to talk to you. We want you to know our city. That's part of what we're all about. Yeah, you know, and to the Midwest nice thing is real. <laughs> yeah, so. to, to your point, Nicole, and I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but so many students live off campus mm -hmm. and you are in the community. And so all of those things that every other community member deals with, shoveling, you know, having your walk shoveled or your trash picked up or your water, I mean, all of that comes through city services. Those are city services if you're living off campus. And so all of those things impact you, how sidewalks are used, or even if you have a sidewalk, you know, and, mm -hmm. and where do you ride your bikes? All of that impacts everybody that's living in town. And so we see students as residents. I mean, you're here to go to school, but I mean, you are a resident of Bloomington while you're here. And sometimes, a lot of times people stay and even after, after graduation, you know, you know, Bloomington has a way of, of boomeranging your back too. You may leave, but a lot of people come back. So mm -hmm. I was supposed to leave yeah. in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Well, truthfully, I was, I was only supposed, supposed to leave to... in 1995. Yeah. Hey. 
I was supposed back. to be here six years. It was six years and I was going to be out. And so here we are at 22. So, That's you know. That's so funny how all, all four of us were supposed to be gone at, at some point. And it does, it does have a way of, of sucking you in. And, you know, Bloomington is like every other city. There's things that can be improved in a lot of areas. But um, I get that a lot, particularly from graduate and professional students who are like, you know, I'm coming here. I'm going to just stay in my little bubble and do my work, which, you know, do your work and get your degree. That's what you came here for. But you, sometimes I think we, we think that we have to just be, you know, I can't get involved because I get too attached and, or, you know, people, but like you said, Beverly, I never thought of it as, you know, you're also residents of this, of this town. So mm -hmm. um, someone, I think Shatoya, you might've seen this where the young lady was talking about, um, she's a student, but it was a young lady who was, in a group that we were in talking about the snow at her apartment. And, you know, she was just going in about this snow. And then I think one of the responses that someone gave her was like, the you, like the city, like call the city. And I, I love how people take the city as like this big, like, <laughs> they don't really specify. It's just like, oh, call the city, call yeah. you know, the city. So, um, but people that have so many, you know, so much control over, or ha not control, but have the ability to, to advocate for us, whether it be from mm -hmm. the smallest of things, you know, to the, to the largest of things, um, people who can, who can make that stuff happen. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the thing about Bloomington too, I think that is, or Bloomington city government, that's different from a lot of other cities. I mean, you know, yeah, call about the snow, call about the, the potholes and call about your trash, you know, but we also have the safe and civil city department or, or program that does things like Black History Month, you know, or a women's leadership, uh, women's leadership, young women's leadership conference or, you know, things like that. And, and that's a, a Bloomington volunteer network is part of the city. And those are a little different and a little unusual for city government. And so I think there are also opportunities, you know, to get involved in that way too. Absolutely. And I mean, Nicole touched on running for things, which I absolutely advocate for, but if you are also unsure, I will more than be happy to put you to work as better <laughs> celebratory events. And there's, there's bound to be something that piques your interest, whether it's something that you are doing for school or, you know, looking to for future endeavors, or just want to get away from doing stuff that you do for school or future endeavors. We have so many multifaceted programming going on here. And, and we tend to have fun. I, I really enjoy what I get to do because I get to celebrate people. I get to celebrate culture. And y'all know I like to have a good time. And I'm always going to have some food somewhere too. So <laughs> I always encourage students, if you go do anything, at least volunteer at least for one program. And if you don't want to volunteer, at least come to the program. So that way you can actually see the other community members and you can start to talk and understand what goes on in Bloomington beyond, you know, campus or beyond your apartment or your house, because we do put in a lot of work and a lot of effort to make this community beautiful and vibrant. Um, so I, yeah, just come on out y'all just one, one time. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, and I'll add to that too. I mean, I don't, Nicole, I don't know if you have them in your office, but in, in our office and in several others, there are internships. And so there may be summer internships that can help you with job readiness or, or help you make a decision about if this is the kind of work you'd like to go into, whether it's directly with government or if it's in part of the sort of more soft programs like our, what I call our, our social service programs that we do in community and family resources. But 
you know, we're dealing right now with, you know, people experiencing homelessness and, and um, you know, but then we have a parks and rec department, we have public works, we've got, you know, ITS, information technology. I mean, so, so there are, are a lot of internships and so you can do some job exploration uh, through City Hall as well. I love that. Yeah. Definitely. And we do, mm-hmm. we do internships and everything else because the goal is to make sure that we're trying to encourage people and help them not only with their educational careers, but with their, you know, career careers as well. Mm-hmm. Career careers. Yeah. <laughs> Future <laughs> careers. We get it. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Um, to switch gears a little bit. Nicole, I'll start with you on this and then um, Beverly and Chatoya, feel free to chime in. But what a time to be alive. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of, there's just a lot happening in the world in general. Um, some of it is really, really great. Some of it, you know, not as, as great. Um, but we've seen a lot of people, just a lot of things shift and, you know, especially um, in, in, in public spheres um, from a political perspective, right? We, we witnessed Kamala and Raphael and all these other folks that are moving into these, these spaces and we've celebrated them and we honor them. Um, so for, for Nicole, for you as a, as a black woman, can you talk a bit about like what this means for you and your, your position now? Um, what is all this, like, what does this mean? How do you make sense of all of this? And how do you um, use it to just inspire you? Or, or what, what have you been feeling seeing all these, these things happen kind of on the national stage um, in a political sense? That was a lot, but I, do, you get, do you get my <laughs> I just had like three questions in one, but I just wanted to just talk about being a black woman, you know, and then just, just take, it, take it wherever. Okay. Um... So a couple of years ago, I was at an event and I was standing with um, Clerk Myla Eldridge, who was the first black clerk in Marion County and Clerk Nicole Brown, who was the first clerk here in Monroe County and myself. And I was the first black clerk at the city of Bloomington. And we had all been, we had all been elected just within a few years of each other starting in 2015 with myself and then moving forward. And Myla kind of looked, she looked around and somebody was taking a picture and she said, we're still celebrating first. Mm-hmm. And it stuck with me. And we can still say it today. We're still celebrating first. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw it on the national stage with Kamala. We saw it here in Monroe County with Jeff Bradley Mm -hmm. just being elected as first black male judge. Um, We still have first to celebrate on the local level, on the state level, on the national level. Mm -hmm. We still have not had um, a woman be our state senator in Indiana. We still have not had a black state senator. We still have not had a woman president. We still have not had a black mayor in Bloomington. We still have not had a black woman be our mayor in Bloomington. So I look at all of these things and I think it is both wonderful 
I'm not trying to take away from it, but I also think about how far we have to go. And I'm just talking about black women right now because that is where my identity resides. I'm not even getting into Latino women, indigenous women, or any of the other women that we have to look at. I'm not talking about LGBTQ plus women or men. I'm not you know, talking about all of that as well, where I also reside. Just talking about one part of my identity. Mm-hmm. So it is a great time to be alive and it is a hard time to be alive. And I look at it from that perspective and I think that's a step. We got a few more to go. So yeah. that's yeah. where I am right now, you know? So I'm, I'm able to enjoy it and uh, keep on plodding along. Keep that's on where I am. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting when I was thinking about doing this podcast, I thought about a lot of the people who welcomed me when I came to Bloomington, who really, some of them are still around, but some are no longer with us, like Laverta Terry or uh, mm. George Talaferro or I mean, just some of Camilla Williams, those people who who just sort of took me in and said, OK, here are some of the the pitfalls you want to avoid or here are some people you need to know. And and it's and it's hard to believe that we are still celebrating first and that now, as Gloria says, I'm the OG. Uh, <laughs> Where it but, with pride, baby. Yes, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm embracing that. Um, but you know, I'm the person now that's that's saying to people, here are some pitfalls you should, you know, avoid. And here are some things. But you know, we we have to keep doing that. Like we have that that responsibility, and and it's it's just odd to think, you know, on our city council, after 200 years, we've only had two African American men. Two on city council, and they were what 40 years apart, maybe 30, 20, no, not that long. How long? I don't know. Um, oh, I should know this because Paul Swain was not terribly long ago, I think he was in the 90s. Oh, okay, I thought I he was in the 70s. I'm my, that was no, my no, bad. No. Okay, no, no. He's, he's still bouncing around town, yeah. So, but I mean, but they were so far apart and still not a black female. And, and that's, I mean, it's just interesting to think of that, you know, and then you look at other, other cities and you see really diverse city councils or city administrations and, you know, but, but we are coming along and there are people that are still willing to serve that still step up and, and anybody that would step up for elected office, I tip my hat to them because that is not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, thank you both for, for sharing that. And Beverly, you called out, calling out those names, which is something that also we're trying to push with this Black Stories theme is just, you know, it definitely moves beyond just saying names, but um, we don't say those names enough. Laverta Terry and George Tyler Farrell, the people that you, and even the people that are, that are still, around uh, Gladys Devane and mm-hmm. some of the others who are still in the city. And these are people that I feel like I've just, Bloomington really has this like hall of fame of black folks that <laughs> you can put up against any anybody in, yeah. you know, anywhere um, who have done some just remarkable, remarkable things. Um, so 
Toya, a question for you. Also switching switching gears a bit. I'm really excited to hear this because Toya is like, I call her boss lady. Um, she be dropping knowledge. She be acting like she don't be dropping knowledge, but she really does be dropping knowledge. Um, so as a young professional, what are some key lessons you've you've learned in your in your role? You talked a little bit about <laughs> about people asking you all these things. Um, but what's some things that you've learned? Um, and there might even be some things that you've you've learned from these ladies that are on on the call with us, but um, can you think back to some things, some lessons that you've, that you've learned in your role? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first and foremost is just to be flexible. Um, like I said, I do get calls and emails and it's completely outside my boundaries, but I know that I am seen as a community leader, which is still kind of new to me. Um, so I'm, I'm, I have a responsibility to community members, even if the, the question had nothing to do with me. So I don't want to discourage anyone asking me questions, but personally, I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to help you. <laughs> That's the caveat. I'm going to help you, but I don't know what you're talking about. Don't ask me no more. Um, <laughs> but to be flexible, listen, learn, and most importantly, be innovative. I feel like young people that are coming into certain professional fields feel like they have to take a step back and really just you know, not speak their mind and not speak up because everyone else around them may seem older or have been in that space for, you know, a long period of time. I have personally learned, yes, there are standards in certain places, but just like being in a pandemic, we have to change and we have to shift. And that's when people like myself and others that are quote unquote younger with that new innovative and ideas, you should be speaking up. You should be saying, okay, I know we've done this, but let's, let's let hear me out. You know, ain't nothing wrong with it, hear me out. Because um, as my department head likes to say sometimes, <laughs> I ain't going to say no names. But what she likes to say from time to time, and I appreciate it, because she ain't really telling me what to do, but she starts off, if it were me. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I would do. Now, I think that as a personal hint of, okay, let me go, let me go review my notes. Because, yes, I have all my ideas to the table. And there might be some information that I don't know. Because, like I said, as a young person coming into something, I have now been with the city for three years. And in that short amount of time, I've done three Black History Month celebrations, Asian or Cultural Center, Juneteenth, summits. And it, and it goes quick. It goes so fast. Um, so we take information from our OGs. And we got to remix it from time to time. Because sometimes you got to be like, no, we ain't going to do that. <laughs> ain't nobody doing that no more. So. <laughs> Remixing it. You know, don't, don't be afraid to speak your mind because you're in that position for a reason. They selected you for a reason. You know, stand in that confidence because eventually you, are, you will be, you know, the person that are going to be ultimately calling the shots. You will be that person that people are going to come to. Um, and you need to have confidence behind that. Also, um, again, going back to the responsibility piece, I just can't be shooting off at the mouth. <laughs> yes, I have my own personal views, but I prefer people to educate themselves and come up with their own opinion, um, which I think sometimes not everybody does well. But again, that's my own personal opinion. But I'm more than happy to provide you the resources 
especially if you're not, you know, saying the facts. Like, hey, I see some facts over here you might want to read. And if you can't read, I'll, I will help you read it. I'll read it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll read them for you. I will read them for you just so we can have a conversation. I'm more than happy to have a conversation. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> love 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 it so many things to to um to be taught in working in in the public in the public sphere and i like the fact that all of you said you know i'm a public servant i'm I'm here for the for the community um as as an advocate and um and that really what you can do might have bounds right in terms of your your area that you oversee but who you're advocating for um you know, that's, that's an everybody thing. So very important for our listeners, especially our student, our student listeners. Um, yeah. And then as, as we um, wrap up, my last question is kind of a fun question. Um, but I always like to hear this coming from black women, because I just feel like we do everything. Um, <laughs> and we got all the talents and all the gifts. So can each of you share what you think is your own superpower? Yeah, what's your superpower? Go ahead, Nicole. Family <laughs> <laughs> superpowers is passing the book. <laughs> I, I believe that one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I. I know you got him, Nicole. What's something that if somebody was like. I really need somebody to do this. And if if some if I was talking to Joe on the street and they were like, I really need somebody to do this, what is that one thing that I would be like, ooh, Nicole Bolden, that's it. Aside from par- parking tickets. <laughs> from li- listening to people, <laughs> to people trying, trying to get off with that. Actually, I, I think you actually hit on it right in there. Um, Usually, usually, it is listening to people. Mm. Um, now, there are times when I am not able to do so because I also have a, a temper, which there are some people who can attest to. I see Beverly laughing at that. <laughs> she may have seen my temper every so. once in a while, a lot. Um, and Toya may have too. Um, but I'm, I'm very good at listening to people and I tend to have a fairly sympathetic ear. So I'm able to put myself in somebody else's shoes and provide a different perspective, which is helpful because sometimes people need to be able to talk something out and hear somebody else's perspective and be able to kind of talk through it and go back and forth. It doesn't always mean that I agree with somebody else's perspective, but being able to talk and see it from a couple of different viewpoints so that you can talk through it and yeah. come to an understanding is enormously helpful. Now, in the end, you know, that's it. But just being able to listen to somebody is, I think, my superpower. I like so. it. I like it because we love, I know in my family, we have a lot of opinionated women who, you know, sometimes people just want to listen. They don't want you to talk. They just want you to give them a space to say what it is that they need to say. Um, so completely get it. I would definitely agree because Nicole, 
even just listening to you on this podcast, you seem very, very hmm, level-headed, very logical. I don't know if that, I'm not trying to, you know, say what your superpowers are, but you just sound like a very logical person. And I don't say that about a lot of people because, you know, <laughs> but I can tell you just seem very logical and thoughtful. We need more of that in the world too. People that just yeah. simply think before they do and say stuff. So, yeah. So maybe add that to your list if you haven't already. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, now Beverly, you you can't toss me out of there anymore. If you're trying. <laughs> well, so I've decided I have two superpowers. So, you know, there you go. Um, <laughs> one I think, and and one I don't superpower. Sometimes it's it's more of a detriment than it is of. Um, uh, whatever, whatever the opposite of detriment is. Um, <laughs> but, but I think, and, and Shatoya will correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, but I think I am a nurturer. Mm-hmm. And so I, I tend to, even with my staff, I, I care a lot about my staff. Oh, look at her face. I care a lot <laughs> about, about my staff. I care a lot about people in the community. I, 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 I think I am a, a nurturer, a caregiver. Uh, but my other superpower, I think, is finding commonality among people, finding out what people um, what have that are that's alike that are and, and bringing them together to reach some common goals. So that's that's what I like to think that I have done well with my time in Bloomington. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say yeah. the downside of a podcast format is that the viewer or the listeners can't see all the nodding heads when somebody <laughs> is saying something. Yes. So at various points throughout the podcast, they will not be able to see all of our heads going up and down when something is said, <laughs> like what just happened. Yeah. It, it's, just, it's, it's unfortunate. Yes. Definitely yeah. affirming Beverly and what she mm-hmm. said. I think all of us can see how, all, how both of those things have played out. And I'm technically not even on staff, but she's totally <laughs> making me feel like I am. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely 100% agree with that. What about you, Shatoya? Uh, well, first, yes, I agree with Beverly. She is a nurturer, and I always tell her she is the, the mother of the community, for those who know her. <laughs> um, she does mother. She always likes to remind me that I ain't got no stockings on when I have a dress. <laughs> what time about what's wrong with your hair today? <laughs> Her delivery is one way that I understand that she cares underneath. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why you come outside without a coat on? See? <laughs> that's hair right there. Oh, that's all. <laughs> everybody understands that because they're like, you're kind of aggressive right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has ever called me aggressive, Shatoya. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, my superpower, I just believe being adaptable. Um, I have the privilege of working with many groups. So I could be in a meeting with the Commission on the Status of Black Males 
you know, we plan an event and then I got to go talk to third graders. And I, I really do enjoy that part about my job. I can be the person y'all need me to be. If I need to be on a panel, okay, I'm be on a panel, but who you need? Because who you going to get is this. <laughs> <laughs> you need me to talk about something I can talk about. I can talk about it really well. Well, you know, you can get East out of Envy Toya, which one you need today. Um, but I, I enjoy that skill set of mine because I'm working on my face when people say things to me <laughs> that I don't necessarily agree with. And I think my ancestors have really been tapping into my spirit because I've been feeling more taps on my soul. <laughs> yes, ancestors. And everything's virtual, so everybody's on Zoom and everybody can see your face. So this has been a challenging year for me. But because I had practice in, you know, my superpower just got involved. And I just, you know, I'm thankful. <laughs> oh. And if I if I could add that I think one of Shatoya's superpowers is her ability to vision. She can see things that other people can't see and make it happen. Yeah. She she yeah. can um it, it's like people that that quilt and they can go in and look at a piece of fabric and know what it's going to look like as a quilt. Mm -hmm. And Shatoya can do that with a program or an idea or an initiative. And, and I would agree that one of Nicole's superpowers is her ability to listen and to listen without judgment mm -hmm. and just to be calm. And you can hear that voice, that calming voice. And, and like while you're screaming and she's going, oh, okay, it's going to be all right, you know, and then you just really believe it's going to be all right. Yeah, so. <laughs> I love it. It's not like the vision that Beverly was speaking on. Yes, I have vision. And she'd be like, hey, you thought about this? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to clarify? We'd be prior to coming. We used to be in each other's offices, and, you know, i go downstairs and visit Nicole, and, and it is. It's welcoming. And it was always a good place to come because I knew that I had these women, including Doris, that I could always go to. Sure. Especially this time to vent because we are in such a smaller community outside of being just in City Hall. It's just like, okay, I know what's going on in the community. I know what's going on in the church. I know what's going on over here. Yeah. And it was nice to have these other women that look like me and experience mm -hmm. things and have come to Bloomington, you know, in similar situations and be like, y'all, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Help me figure this out. Um, and so that would, that within itself, you know, is something remarkable and something that everyone gets because we could easily just be, you know, the only ones and everything could be very siloed. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I and I, yeah, I think that's the beauty of us working in City Hall. And even when Doris was there, when Renee was there, um, you know, we, we were able to talk to one another and we know, you know, we know what's going on in City Hall where people on the outside may not understand some of the the intricate workings of government and working in city hall so yeah yeah so we yeah. appreciate i appreciate them very much so our superpower our ultimate superpower is the ability to reach out and support one another and to be there and to create that network mm -hmm. which is necessary mm -hmm. and very much there and I appreciate it because quite honestly, there were some days when I needed it so very desperately. Yeah. I think we and all have. I knew, yeah. I knew that I could go 
up to Beverly's office or Shachoy's office and just say, I need a minute. And they'd say, okay, you know, shut the door. Didn't matter what I needed. Like sometimes it'd just be, do you have some lotion? <laughs> you know? And the answer was yes, of course. <laughs> Here you go. So black women, of course, we got Bob we got, we got lotion. <laughs> yeah. So oh you know, goodness. I love that's it. what I you need. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but so I would I would love to see more black women in city. I would love to see more black people in city hall, more Latino people, more, you know, who whoever. I would love to see the diversity that is in Bloomington mm. in our city government. It's going to happen. I promise. All right. You heard it here. It is going <laughs> to happen. It is going to happen. Um well, I think I'm I'm hoping from listening to this that you know, there, there might be some, even some community members who might be in their own little pocket. You know, I, I talked about students being kind of siloed, but um, I just get so much joy when I run into Black people in Bloomington that I haven't known. And I, I tell, I've said this to, to Toya, I sometimes feel just like I should just know, you know, all the Black people. And so, <laughs> um, so when I meet somebody, it's nothing. I mean, nowadays, obviously not meeting a lot of people, but you know, striking up a conversation, seeing where, where are you from? The last time I went to my time, I met a young lady who was from Memphis and I was like, Oh, home, um, you know, Southern girl, but there's so much to do. There's so much to do here and so many things to explore. Um, and it is what you, it is what you make it right. In terms of, of getting involved and, and building community. I think we are a very community, um, building community type of space black people will bring you in and make sure you have what you need um and know you know give you all the resources from where to get your hair done to you know who if you want to play cards who likes to play card i mean every literally everything so um yeah that's that community piece is so important but where can um people find the three of you um, if they are thinking like, hey, Nicole, I'm thinking I, I don't know, you know, I want to explore some career options or, um, you know, where can folks go if they want to reach the three of you in particular? So if anybody wanted to reach me um, because of the because of the pandemic, City Hall is not open to the public right now, um, but I can be reached by email at CFRD at bloomington.in.gov. And CFRD is Community and Family Resources Department, but CFRD at bloomington.in.gov. And I can also be reached by email, which is moss with three S's, M-O-S-S-S, at bloomington.in.gov. But if you're going to email that email, the CFRD email address, if it's something Beverly wants you to do, I'm sure it'll get to <laughs> You know, for for your listeners, I want to say that I am a very nice person and very easy to talk to. (laughs) Just in case they didn't get that from the conversation. (laughs) Thanks for making that. (laughs) 
we're not laughing at the notion that you're nice. We're laughing at the fact that you said it. (laughs) (laughs) So if um, folks want to reach me, they can reach me at clerk at bloomington.in.gov. And um, yeah, just pretty straightforward. You know, they can also look on the city website because it's there as well. And um, they can also find me on social media. I think there's, you know, Twitter. I think I have a Facebook page. So, yep. CFRD has a Facebook page as well. And there's a monthly yeah. video that, that tells what programs are going on in the city. So, um, check you all it have out. newsletters, right? For folks yes. to get information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not a clerk. Facebook page. It's just a Bolden Nicole Facebook page, but which I'm not really active on. So I wouldn't really <laughs> say, but so don't do that. So don't bother with that. But yeah. still several, several ways to, to contact y'all. And you mentioned the, yeah. the city website, which is like a gold mine of stuff to, to do and get involved in and commission. Yeah. Oh, there's so much information. You can go to the yeah. boards and commission pages, which Beverly mentioned earlier. It's a great way to get involved or start mm-hmm. looking at minutes and information and meetings. And right now, since everything's online, you can watch meetings or attend meetings and um, look at what the city is doing. If you want to see future plans that the city is making legislation, oh, it is a great place to just yeah. dig in. You can look and see what, I mean, all the reports that are there. It's it is fascinating. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it really you is. A, you can be a super nerd on the city website, Uh-oh. and you know, once you start, you can't stop. Kind of a thing. You can just dive in and really just geek out. Yeah, love it, love it. Well, that's our time for today. So, thank you, Nicole, Shatoya, and Beverly again for joining us. And as we celebrate. Um, Women's History Month as we open up Black His- uh, Women's History Month. Well, Black History too. We can celebrate that too. But thank you for joining us. And um, I hope that you all have enjoyed this episode of Black Stories. See you next time. Or you'll hear us next time. <laughs> <laughs>